Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Um Actually Comics. My name is Tristan, and I'm joined as ever by Bob. Yes. Who is talking to me about politics, which is the worst thing in the world to talk so to dumb. me about. I, I'm so dumb. I've decided... Uh, I'm dumber than a politician. Oh, that's <laughs> very sad. No, I'm actually not that dumb. It's it's a, it's a horrible thing when you get to the point in life when you're you're finally faced with your beliefs becoming basically those of uh, a Jay Leno monologue. <laughs> but uh, you know what? Those clowns in Congress, I don't like them. I'm just going to say it. Am I right? I don't like them. Yep. Anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so... Let's see. Instead of talking about those mm. clowns in Congress, let's talk about comic books, which yes. are comical and amusing. Sorry about the crinkling plastic. I'm looking at this lunchbox. Some very crinkly audio. You Our were the one that wrapped was... it in plastic. No, that was actually the company that produced it. You think that I believe that, but unfortunately, <laughs> I mean, I'm smarter than that. I do wrap a lot of things in plastic. You do. It's here. like literally your job. It's, it's like called Coast City Plastic Wrap. 99% of my job. Yep. is to destroy the environment. There are so many so many comic books that aren't wrapped in plastic yet. I know. Uh, you know, an example of a comic book that isn't wrapped in plastic yet because it's so brand spanking new is Action Comics 1053. I, like, I liked it. I thought it was good. It's the rebirth of Power Girl. Sort of, yeah. Sort I mean, of. it kind of happened. To, uh, it's, it happened it, it, it's been happening <laughs> yeah, over yeah. the course of several issues. But uh, yeah. She's even getting a new like secret identity name and things like that. Yes, I think that's that's the, important I think to a person. Is, I think is, that is the the rebirth to which they refer in the title of this one. Oh yeah, Power Girl Reborn. It's right on the cover. I didn't even notice that. Yeah, and also uh, they do claim that there's no escape from the Necro Hive, and I happen to know that there is. There is. Oh so, man, you should share it with Superman and his family. Uh, no. Oh, I is, guess the story would be less I know, compelling I, if they knew <laughs> the answer right before. <laughs> I'm gonna let him. I'm gonna let him work this out for himself. It's just like they fight the Necro Hive on the first page, and then the rest of it is just them talking and, eat, and drinking coffee. <laughs> also, a good comic that I would like, <laughs> which reminds me of uh, Sean did a did a uh, Spawn cover a while back that I absolutely loved. By the way, it was probably one of my favorite Spawn covers, and he wound up doing a second one as a favor to Todd McFarlane hmm. because. Um, Todd hated the first one so much <laughs> and it was because he wanted Spawn to be doing something exciting and he was like sitting on a bridge drinking coffee and I was like this is the first time I've seen a Spawn cover that I was like I want to know I love the idea that fucking Spawn drinks coffee this is great and apparently Todd not amused by the idea of Spawn drinking coffee. Yeah. It just oh, was not dynamic He doesn't enough. strike me as a guy who has like a you know despite the fact that he's a artist by trade he doesn't strike me as someone with a fertile imagination it's very funny he has a very he has a very one track mind i think which does him does him a lot of good i I mean he's rich yeah (laughs) well i mean sure i think i'm talking about todd mcfarlane yeah yeah no i think that's i think shitting on sean murphy no i I think that 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 one that one track mind of todd mcfarlane's has helped him in in art he's spawned he's got a flowing cape he's from hell I mean, it, it keeps you on track. So you're, thousand issues. <laughs> I I do his kind face of face is gross when he takes off his mask. I do kind of wish we lived in a world where Spawn was given the same kind of uh, 
breadth of creativity that the turtles were when that huh. was when that yeah. was new when they were just like okay and this issue it's like a 1920s cartoon cool. done this is spawn as you know it'd be so oh, fun man. to have that shit I would love rubber, that rubber hose leg spawn oh, that would be cool I'd be totally I'd buy it that. if I, it was on not on glossy paper I would absolutely buy that uh, anyway yeah. we have another comic book that starts with an A so it'll be next and that is The Ambassadors mm, with this, art by Frank Quitely this is a Mark Millar Frank Quitely joint so you know it's gonna be on Netflix eventually <laughs> uh, I don't know I, I've stopped reading Mark Millar stuff but Every time I pick one up, I'm not disappointed, to be honest. No, the so, art is fantastic in oh, this and, comic. And obviously, uh, Quietly is just like legitimately one of my favorite artists. Yeah, this one is like basically like Willy Wonka, but with superheroes. Yeah. It's like that's the thing with Mark Millar is just like he's like, what's, you know, we're going to yeah. do Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but instead they're foxes or whatever it's just like he just takes like one I've thing matches said, it with another thing or what if the teenage mutant ninja turtles were girls or I've like i always said know. it's a mashup of two things only the main characters are assholes yes exactly that's like oh yeah it's a mashup of three things and the third thing is always and assholes. they're bastards yeah <laughs> what if what if the flash was an asshole mph <laughs> yes it literally just like what like all yeah. of these things but what did he mash the flash up with though it has to be drugs a, oh drugs what if the flash was a drug addict and an asshole and an asshole nice six issues yeah, but he just gets the the best illustrators in <laughs> the know. business to do it so it always looks good yeah and and he is a good writer i find his stuff compelling i find his writing compelling and he has made some some clever turns of phrase and some interesting ideas happen i like some of it we'll leave it there <laughs> fair <laughs> enough uh okay so let's talk about the approach ah yeah it's the final issue of the approach i liked this comic book is that how series. they pronounce it i don't know i think it's the approach i've only seen that word written so i don't it's app roach ah, it's it. a roach that is also an app and also a bastard that sounds amazing <laughs> I would like to have a three-season series. <laughs> the app roach. For $1 trillion, please. Yes. Uh, Avengers Beyond, number one. Uh, you know, If fine. you like The Beyonder. Yeah, especially if you like him wearing that dork oh, costume God, from Secret I Wars 2. that dork-ass costume. Why does, like... How did they bring that back of all the choices you could make I in mean, this situation? When you think about it, the only other thing that is like visually memorable about the beyonder in his humanoid appearance is when he wore that thriller white thriller oh, costume so it's I like one or that they, they either he has the armor with the big shoulders uh, or the thriller costume I and mean, i would have done that myself he but, looks you know, like he's 80s he looks like he's parachuting <laughs> in this thing like it, the shoulders are so huge there's a panel in this and I, like i actually am i i've i didn't used to really like greg land and and then i've kind of been coming around to greg land a little bit yeah yeah there's a panel in this though where his eyes are literally just like so far apart <laughs> that it's like he looks like a turtle almost <laughs> like a jerry curled turtle and it's just like how did this one panel like not get corrected they must have been in a hurry it's like the turtles. Because the rest of it looks but fine. But they have jerry curls, and they're bastards. <laughs> and they're bastards, yes. We can Millerize the entire, every comic that comes out this week. All right. Uh, Gotham Knights Gilded City. Mm. Yeah, it this is, is a comic book. A prequel to a video game 
with wrapped you know, in plastic, wrapped in plastic, and so if, with serviceable art. Uh, but Captain Britain number two is out. I, that's good. Marvel's actually yeah. kind of stepping it up a little bit with some I, of their stuff, and I think Captain Marvel is pretty. I good. absolutely or, sorry, agree. Captain Britain. I'm really starting to enjoy a lot of these weird things. Yeah. Uh, Bloodstained Teeth continues. I can't believe this thing is ten fucking issues long so far. Dang. This seemed like a six issue at best. No. And I loved the first few issues. I just yeah. it doesn't I I stopped after issue three just because I got overwhelmed. But like I yeah, I read the so, first one. But. It's so visually complex because of the coloring style. Yeah. That's that it what I actually wears on you after a while. Yeah, I feel like I didn't like it because of the coloring, which wasn't uh, to was, say that the coloring was bad. It just was wasn't kind of why I liked it to was my how liking. crazy it was. Yeah. It definitely is intentionally a visual assault because they're all yeah. drugged out, man. Drugged sort of out things vamps. crazy rain. Dracula plus drugs plus he's also a bastard. You know what? You're not wrong. I think they did apply this <laughs> <laughs> to this uh okay there's also we have the original soundtrack for blood sport that's what? right jean-claude van oh yeah yeah i was trying to blood, visualize blood sport which movie it was yeah when i was in manwich uh the official canon was that we were from blood sport maine i was just reminded of that when this came in that's great uh that was in our bio Anyway, uh, Blue Beetle Graduation Day, number five. It's, uh, it's actually, six. I think it's really good. This is like uh, almost a yeah, Justice yeah. League comic, and it's fun. Like, the art is cool, and it's like, you know, just kind of like, um, it's it's just cool. Like, it's yeah. got some Titans, it's got some Justice Leagues, it's got some rando DC people in it, and then Blue Beetle and his alien people. His alien people. Aliens. Uh, yes, and we've got... I don't know if this is my book of the week, but if it isn't, it's pretty close. <laughs> I'm going to say Calabrine Time, number one, is a freaking delight. Garsh. Loved this book. Yeah. It's, it's Steve Scroachy, you know. It's like, I was very surprised to hear that his next book was going to be like a mainstream Marvel book, but like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. honestly, like. It's a swing. It's a hit. It's a yeah, home run. It's, it's just. It's bam. It's just so. It's just so fun. Each one will be the thing teaming up with a different Marvel hero. This one is the Hulk. Next um, one is Wolverine. Yes, and which is. Uh, I mean, if you're gonna go in order, those are the two that you would want to see. Yeah. Yeah. As I mean, I have a feeling it's not gonna be like him and like obscure character X. It'll be like Spider Man. But I mean, like, as far as like characters that he has a negative history with, you know. Oh uh, yeah, maybe. What with maybe the constant punching with the Hulk Ooh. and then the maybe face be a slashing with the funny can head. Yeah. You gotta bring up the can head if you're doing a one issue with Wolverine. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh yeah. That was so mean when Wolverine did that to him. He got a It was space- really actually kind of out of character for Wolverine to have done that. Yeah. If you think about it. It was kind of weird. Like, why would he do that? They've t- teamed up a million times. He's a good guy. Like, why did he cut him with his claws in the face? He's a real dick. You know, he's what like if, a, Wolverine's <laughs> kind of like a cat. You know, like maybe he just scratched him on the belly wrong, and he was yeah. like, Bow! maybe. Yeah, that's how I see it. He just didn't want his belly rubbed that way. Oh, that's very sad. Uh, we got a bunch of critical role minis that are awesome that are in this week. Nice. Uh, we have the original soundtrack to curtains in this week a movie that i absolutely fucking hate i don't know i've um, never heard of it it's 
it's this this movie that has one really good scene of a killer chasing a figure skater on the ice and it's really memorable for that one scene and the rest of the movie is so boring and it it is very beloved by people and I cannot for the life of me figure out why. Mm. But they should they should have called it Coitons. I, I agree. And also there's uh And it should have been a guy just like shaking his fist. <laughs> this really should have been Coitons for a, you. A Dick Tracy villain shaking his fist. Yes. We've got Daredevil number nine. Number That's nine. out this week. Yeah. Uh we have Dark Knights of Steel number ten. Hmm. Which people love it. I found out, uh, I was like, it seems like this has taken forever for this book to come out. When did it start? 2021 is the answer to that question. Really? So it has been taking a little bit for hmm. this thing to come out, but uh, but we're getting it. Well, hey, if it means consistent uh, art, That's, then more power to it. I, I, agree. I, I lost interest with this, and I love I love Tom Taylor, but I lost yeah, yeah. interest in this one very quickly. No, political... It's like Game of Thrones and mid- superheroes. Medieval plus political drama is not yeah. my thing. It's like superheroes and Game of Thrones, but they're bastards. <laughs> You're not wrong. I'm going to stop doing that joke now. Oh, yeah, but what about DC Rawebi? Uh, you ru- know... Ruby, 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 I don't know. R-W-B-Y, whatever. Yeah. I mean, I'm assuming it's Ruby. I, that's what I always assumed. Ruby Roo. I don't know. I looked it's a at comic it. Book. flipped through it. It's a comic book with some DC guys in it. Some Ruby guys in it. Except They're, for, I don't know, they're all guys. They're mostly not guys. What about Deadpool? Is he mostly a guy? And Deadpool, I believe, has a penis. Okay. I don't there know if go. that makes him a guy or not, but. I mean, it's close enough for comic books. Yeah. Uh, let's see. We've got Detective Comics 1070. Oh, I liked it a lot. It's really good. I, it's really good. It's like the best issue of Detective Comics in recent memory. I didn't uh, read um, it, but it's got a really sweet Kelly Jones cover. Oh, yeah. Like no, I mean, the cover. main cover is, I think, is it um, Rod Rice? I don't know who did that cover. No, Evan Cagle. Um, <laughs> it's great. I really <laughs> like this cover. Um, Sorry, that's not funny. <laughs> Kegels are funny. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's uh, it's it's real. It's real good. It's real good. It's a uh, it's it's real good comic. That's all I can say. It's good. That's all I'm uh, gonna say. Dungeons and Dragons Saturday Morning Adventures number one. Fun, fun. My favorite, my favorite Saturday morning cartoon by probably leaps and bounds would be Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, I enjoyed it a lot, and I and didn't even ever enjoy Dungeons and Dragons the game. Yeah, I liked the I liked the cartoon from my childhood, and that's about it. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, this is cool. I'm glad they finally did it. Uh, it's cool. Yeah, this is just the continuation of the cartoon, basically. Yep. I Excuse I basically uh, seven years ago told him that it was a it was insane that he was leaving this on the table. I talked to the editor of IDW, and I was like, "What what the fuck are you doing, man? <laughs> you have you have the Dungeons and Dragons license. Do the cartoon." Maybe That's the what license people care was, about. Maybe because it's the cartoon, maybe the license was different. I think that was the deal. Uh, and it was very difficult to secure the license. There was something funny about it, but uh, mm. it seems to have resolved itself since then. So pretty cool. Uh, Harley Quinn, number 28. You know, it's, it's good. I, that backup is great. The backup is, is so good. Is. <laughs> yeah, there's, so the, the this is the first of a new creative team, but the way they're doing it is uh, like I a shorter really main story. And then the, the backups yeah. are all like Harley Quinn, like 
dreaming. And this first one is Erica Henderson, and the art is so good. Yeah. Just so good. I love it. I think it. this is awesome. I love it. Yeah. I'm I'm actually the, really looking forward to this new uh new run of Harley. Yeah, I'm I'm more into it than the last run, but it's I, I I'm not always convinced that these street level characters going into cosmic directions is like, you know, I yeah, mean, we've talked sure. about Venom a lot and uh, you know, so we'll see, but I did appreciate the first story, but the second story was where it was at. Also, the B cover should have been the fucking A cover. I agree. Yeah, it's, I would much rather have paid a dollar bonkers less for that one than <laughs> it's bonkers that that wasn't the main cover for this. That is such a gorgeous cover, and it's like it's a perfect way to kick off the series. It's stupid to make that the extra money one yeah. when it's not the sexy cover, because then you can make people pay extra for your sexy, sexy covers. Yeah, and which as, seems like kind of what they do. Yeah, I just I mean also the International Women's Day cover for uh <laughs> for Harley Quinn. Which one's that one? The one with the stars? It's the one that makes her look like Kesha, like exactly like Kesha. Yeah. Super weird. Yeah, I wasn't into the covers on this, to be honest, any of them. Well, I oh, like the I, I like the, the, the B, Nemo the Ryan one. Sook cover is yeah. fucking awesome. Yeah, that one is good. Yeah. Uh, but I just really that hate Jenny that you Frizzone have to. That Jenny cover is freaky. I just hate that you have to pay a dollar more for the variants yeah, on yeah. DC. It's no, like weird. I I think it's lame. Cardstock be damned. It's lame. Yeah, I think Marvel just, doesn't do that. Just put cardstock on your books, and people will be more excited about buying them in general. You think so? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Huh? Not me. It's just. It makes them stock. less likely to fall apart. Eh, I can see that. Uh, anyway, uh, I mean, it makes them less collectible also. They are smart enough to know that the more that they fall apart, the, oh, yeah. the more collectible they become. So The built-in redundancy of comic books. Exactly. You want to have things that are easy to dent yeah. and ding, yeah. or else they're not going to accrue value by all yeah. of the fall-off. And you can't anybody. save a quarter of your print run and then <laughs> sell it for more money later. Yep. Uh, not we, that I think people do that. We have the soundtrack to Hausu, which is crazy bananas. I don't know what it is. Have you never seen Hausu? No, I never even heard of it. Well, you should absolutely watch it. I'll send you a link. Okay. It is, uh, it's one of the most amazing Japanese movies, uh, like in the horror pantheon. It is like... Cool. It, it's so weird as to be inexplicable. It is like, it is just a fun house of nonsense. There's a piano that eats somebody. There's like, Whoa. it's just floating heads and weird watermelons. And like, it doesn't make any goddamn sense. And I love it so much. Nice. You should absolutely see it. So you it's would, like, a, you would be delighted. It's by like it. the El Topo of horror. It is. It's like a, it's like a less depressing El Topo of horror. <laughs> nice. <laughs> which I want on my gravestone. I just, he was like a less depressing El Topo of horror. But he was also a bastard. And also a bastard. <laughs> I mean, that kind of goes without saying. All right. Heart Eyes. Number five. I feel, you know, I liked this series. I just feel like it was, it, it was actually like too long. At five issues. Yeah. Holy shit. Well, it, it got... You knew where it was going, right? The second issue at the latest, if not the first issue, and it would have been like a great, like, yeah, like yeah. done in one graphic novel. No, I like honestly, that. it would be a, it would have been like in a different world, a better manga. 
Hmm. Like, you know, yeah, if yeah. this was just volume one of a manga yeah, or something I like agree. that. Like, it, it just didn't have enough I see what you're saying. story to fill five issues as it was. But it was cool. The art was cool and the concept was cool. Um, but yeah, that's my that's my take, my hot take. What else is cool? What? Hellboy when he's in love. Uh, I just love this comic. I love Matt Smith. He's like, there's a couple artists that really can do Hellboy when it's not Mignola, and one of them is this guy, Matt Smith, um, who you would remember from that amazing comic, Folklords, he did with Matt Kint. I do remember that, and yeah, I very and, much like that and, comic. And possibly the other Hellboy comics that he's done. Yes. Like, he did Bones of Giants, yep. that adaption, and uh, he's just really good, you know? He's like, uh, to me at this point, he's like Fegredo almost level of do, being able to, not quite, nobody's that good. Nobody. I agree. Very few people are that good. <laughs> I don't think Mignola is that good. Hot he can take. certainly draw hands better than Mignola. <laughs> he can draw feet better than Mignola. Uh, yeah, I mean, I love, I love Mignola, and there's uh, no replacing him. He is an original, brilliant artist. Oh yeah, but, uh, but I, oh my god, that dude is so good. Yeah. Anyway, I love the idea that like when no he, reason to compare people like no, that. No, no, that's but that's silly. When Figredo took over Hellboy and like actually figured out like the, the dimensions <laughs> of like what Hellboy like, whereas Mignola was just like I never even really thought about like what it looked like in yep. in three dimensions. I just draw it like you know it's more just like a I love yeah. I love that little kind of anecdote and i love I, I love the fact that that's how he draws it because i yeah. do love that but it's also just amazing but then also like even though it it's out yeah but even though it's like him and his style and you can totally tell it's figurado he's also doing it so yeah. that it looks like it congru it's congruous with yeah, mignola's yeah. stuff which is like that's when you know it's like master master class yeah, yeah. Absolutely. shit anyway uh what hellboy about, in love is fun what about indigo children so not for me but, it's a prequel to the Indigo Girls. Yes. Oh, um, great. Come to my window. Uh, <laughs> that's it's all about them getting to the window. Oh, oh, it's it's how the it's an origin story for the window. Oh, wait, no, that's actually no, I don't that's think a they Melissa Etheridge. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Indigo Girls. Melissa, it's like uh, I, I, Indigo. All Indigo Girls songs have names like carpet vagabonds and uh, all spice or something they're like uh, those kind of names i don't even know but anyway it's not that it's actually like uh it's it's sort of like an espionage comic but uh it's like there's these children this one specific child that there's a plane that explodes and then there's a reporter that's trying to find out what happened to this because someone like someone reaches out to the reporter and is like, "Hey, check this out," and it's like uh, a government video of this special powered or uniquely mm. talented uh, child, and there's a mystery, and it's kind of like it feels like kind of like um, like if Whiteout had like superpowers, kind of like mm. I don't know. It was oh. good. It's just not for me you know interesting but it was it was it was solid good first issue okay Kinda cool set the stage i bet that the next couple issues will probably have interesting twists and turns like yeah um, it seems like the kind of thing that i'm curious really mapped out and just kind of i'll probably check this one out be. i did not i did not get around to it but i think i might check this one out yeah also it's called children but there's only one child in it so, so that far. indicates that there's yeah yes. exactly like a plan beyond yeah interesting yeah okay cool uh, Infinite Frontier Trade Paperback is out. Uh, 
Invincible Iron Man number four is out. Apparently we fucked something up on the website because only the Alex Ross cover is available there, but we mm. have it here, so I will fix that. I don't know who this guy is he's fighting. Uh, Alex a, Ross? No, no, Iron Man. Oh. He's fighting some pink pink guy from the X-Men, but I don't know who it is. Is it Glob? <laughs> no, it's not Glob. Oh. It's a, it's a, I don't know. It's like literally specifically like ties into Krakoa X-Men storyline that I didn't read and that because uh, of that I was like fuck this is it Pinky Tuscadero yes holy no shit. it's actually Leather Tuscadero oh wow that's the sexy one <laughs> that's Susie Quattro <laughs> uh, let's see alright are you ready for this am I the second oh, book of the yes. week that would be it's Jeff it's good honestly it's I mean, it's a bunch of digital shorts yeah. that they released online and then collected in a. But yes. I, but that's great. It I is think great. It's awesome. It is great. The, many of them are very very adorable, yeah. and I really liked it uh, very much. It's calling it like it's like almost not a comic like to me. Like even though it's like a no, series it, of little, it it's more like a newspaper comic than uh, yeah, yeah. than a comic book. It's like but. an Archie comic in a lot of ways. Yeah, sorta. Yeah, actually, very much. Yeah, it's yeah. like a gaffs and goofs and pals and schmals. Yeah, but it's great, and I think it's Kelly Thompson, and yeah, so yeah. it's like it's really no, it's great, and the art is adorable, and <laughs> it's Jeff is adorable. adorable. It's it's real cute. I yep. like it. Yep, I like it. It's coming home with me. Yep, <laughs> same. All right, so let me let's see. Uh, it's only Teenage Wasteland number four. I liked the first issue of this, but I just lost completely lost interest in it. They're all wasted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> dunt dunt. Did you know that every CSI show has a different Who song as its intro? Uh, no, I did not. Yeah, I found that out literally last night. Because uh, Allie has been watching CSI, I think it's just CSI, but it's later because Lawrence Fishburne is the is the main guy. Uh, is it Behind Blue Eyes? No, this one is Who Are You? Oh. But then uh, T- is Baba oh, O'Reilly is one of them, and then there's another CSI that has another Who song, and any anyway, I think there's like five CSIs, and they all have different Who songs. As Please tell me that one of them is Mama's Got a Squeeze Box. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. Um, I hope that's like Special Victims Unit. I like CSI Magic Bus. Oh boy, there's a lot of dumb Who songs. <laughs> Man, I love the Who though. So I do much. too. Uh, they're they are a band that has for a band that has had had some of the best songs ever written has also had a handful of the worst songs ever written. Yeah. I, I'm. I mean, some of their bad many... songs are the best songs ever written too. Like Boris the Spider is stupid, the but it's like it's a great song. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> oh shit. Uh, Philadelphia number twenty nine mm, is out. Lady Baltimore, Dream of Icolos, one shot. Nice. Uh, I think you skipped Joker. It's not fucking on here. Skip Joker, man, man who laughs. Man, jo- man who stopped it's, laughing. It's the Joker, man who laughs. <laughs> man who laughs anymore? Man, Fuck Joker, the Joker, man who laughs. Uh, I should list that too. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So Joker is out. It's fine. Jokely do. Uh, Jokely Oakley. We got <laughs> Lazarus Planet Revenge of the Gods number two. Yeah, I don't know. I'm reading this and I don't know why. I don't it's know not why very either. compelling. It's not, very, not very good. I mean, mm. I don't know. 
I just don't care about any of the characters. I mean, except for uh, I like uh, Wonder Girl, I guess. Yeah, yeah, she's like. in it and cool in this issue. And it's, like, um, that's, it's not enough to get me to read it. No, I mean, it's just like make a Wonder Girl yeah, comic. Yeah. like, And for some reason, they can't do that for some reason. I don't, okay. I don't know. But I'm a sucker for a DC crossover, so maybe that's that's part of it. But it's I would not put it up there as like awesome comics, but it, it, it's fine. It's perfectly yeah, yeah. serviceable. Local Man number two. That's fine. <laughs> People really like this book. Nice. This is this yeah. Has I can been see this very, it, it, very well a, reviewed. I mean, it's yeah, a having it's a, a cross jack comic that is being like it's this like fake version of yeah. an, of fuck. What is his name? Grim Jack. Is that kind of what they're doing? I don't know. Or it's Jack Cross. That's what it is. Jack Cross. It's like a fake version of Jack Cross. All I can tell you is that it's drawn by Tony Fleeks. Nice. Tony Fleeks. Tony Fleeks. Uh, yeah, it's you know retired image comic character you know going through his life one last job kind of thing in his middle age i don't know this is fucking fun i do like how it flips over and then there's like a couple pages of like him in the 90s when he's in his and it's very much on point is this tim seeley too tim seeley yeah yeah no it's it's fun i i'm excited to read this whole thing when it comes out it's perfectly enjoyable enjoyable lovesick number six of seven uh, a comic that I don't care about and sells like hot motherfucking cakes. <laughs> wow, nice. Uh, I can't even tell you. Uh, oh, That's and cool. also, I've, I've certainly read uh, enthusiasm about it on the on the line. Fascinating. I barely can figure out what it's about. I have no idea what it's about. I've I know I read the first issue, issues and, and I was like, whatever this is, I don't, I don't care about it. I need more money for DC. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay, cutting and room floor. And uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 number 4 is out. And I will tell you, the D cover for this uh, has, like, a fully realized Super Sentai version of the Turtles. And it's the coolest looking fucking thing I've ever seen. I didn't see this on the shelf. And it pisses me off that we're not just, like, doing that. Where I didn't I, I don't know what it is I I didn't what's that see, where is it over there Yeah it's under Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles I think Oh okay hold on I'm gonna I'm gonna take a pause Sure you keep talking Yeah go check it out but it's fascinating because uh so far what we've had is like this kind of like crossovery kind of vibe and it's like no what they should have just done is bring the turtles in give them the Super Sentai suits and leave the Power Rangers out of it entirely. Because that is not the that's not the selling point for this. This it is turtles in Power Rangers costumes doing Power Rangers stuff, and that would have been great. But yeah, I would have been totally into that. That's all. Let's see. I'm back. I've seen it. It's cool. <laughs> we finally have been able to get these Octavia Butler graphic novels in. So we've got Kindred in hardcover and Parable of the Sower in soft cover. So. Finally, we're up to date like a like a real store. These, for some reason, have been very difficult for us to get. I don't know who but, that is, but, but cool. we're for real now. Nice. Um, you made it. You made the big time, baby. <laughs> I always feel bad when there's like, 
something by a person of color that comes out and i'm like i don't know why we can't get it <laughs> it's like it's sold out at penguin and they're the only people that carry it i don't know what to tell you uh but important thing was, is you have it now but actually it turned out it came out through diamond this time which was very confusing whoa diamond did something right yes other than charging us 40 percent more than they were supposed to for the last 20 years what? have you heard about this no Oh, this is delightful. So, okay. So, uh, now that we have Penguin charging us no shipping, and we have Lunar charging us like $10 a box for shipping, basically. Yeah. Uh, these $350 bills that we were getting for shipping from Diamond seem kind of overblown, you know? And a lot of shops were being like, huh. Hey Diamond, what what's up with this? It, it seems real strange that you would charge us this much when Lunar can get these to us the same amount of stuff for thirty bucks that you charge us like a hundred and seventy dollars for. And they were like, "Oh, well, uh, there are reasons and uh, complication, and we are." Mm, duh, duh. <laughs> and then at the fucking big uh, big comics pro, yeah, thing, that's happening now, isn't it? Yeah, they were like. We're going to be lowering prices by 40% for shipping. And it's like, so you've been scamming us for 30 years. Oof. Uh, so our class action suit's going to be worth what? Like $400 million between every <laughs> comic shop? Certainly more than Diamond has. You guys are going under. If they, assets. Yeah, yeah. If, if somebody makes this into a class action suit, you guys are done. Yeah. Yeah. That is the well, there probably end. isn't a really leg to stand on because they can charge whatever they want for shipping. They can. I mean, I just paid eighteen dollars to have a single comic book shipped to it's me from true. Dark Horse Direct. So this this is a weird this is a weird connection, but follow me here. Yes. This reminds me of when uh, <laughs> when Taco Bell got sued, or the the government was like, "You can't call this taco meat. You can't call this meat." Because it doesn't have enough meat in it to meet the, the you know, <laughs> the definition of meat. Sure. And everyone was that. like, that's disgusting. What is it, rat? Blah, blah. <laughs> and it's like, it's sauce with meat in it. The percentage is spices, tomatoes, and other shit. That's not what they're talking about. Like, the thing that they're putting in there is not, it's not like the meat isn't meat. What's meat is all meat. And so for this, it's like, yeah, it cost us this much to ship, but then they gave us this discount over here. So where we're getting free shipping from Penguin and getting 50% off our, our books or whatever, mm. they're giving us an extra 6% discount for Diamond. So our money goes in different places is what I'm saying. Yeah. My my euphemism is a little a little uh, stretched. It stretched my, my brain. That's to good. To capacity. But <laughs> you'll, you'll hear it snap back into place. It'll, it'll snap back. So once upon a time at the end of the world, number five. Uh, I, I this is a great comic. I love it. If you like shiny Mike Allred covers, oh yeah, <laughs> shiny. It's the shiniest. <laughs> it's so shiny you can't tell what's on it. It's like now that I'm seeing what it actually looks like on the website, I'm like, what a cool cover. If it wasn't so shiny and gross looking, yeah. But yeah, it's, uh, it's too shiny. It's it's too shiny. It is. It literally is too shiny. Uh, too shy, shy, hush, hush, eye to eye. eye, to eye. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll I can't do it. <laughs> I'll to Irid. There's no joke there. Okay, so, uh, but yes, uh, Once Upon a Time at the End of the World, number five, is a great, great comic. I, yeah, like, I really like this it. series a lot. Yeah, it's good. And 
I, I don't know. It may, it sounds like I'm trying to insult Jason Aaron here, but <laughs> but it's a surprising book for Jason Aaron to be writing. It's like stretching uh stretching something that he's not known for. He's yeah. known for gritty, angry things in his independent comics. He's known for like toxic masculinity characters doing the wrong thing and bad stuff happening you know like scalped was this gritty horrific story and it was just like major depressed when you read it and like all of these other things and then avengers it's like these big boisterous things and this is like a character driven like really heartfelt people caring about each other in a big astronomically bizarre situation. Yeah. It's a, it's it's a, there's a, there's a love story component. There's there's stakes, you know, there's villainy and questing and heroism and things like that. But But, uh, it's, it's it's very how, how good the relationship is, how well it's, it's formed. Yeah. He's a, he's not a writer that I am like anything he does. I'll look at, but um, I, I really like this. It's but good. I mean, he has written some of the some things that I think are like top tier comic books. Yeah, I mean, I think Scalped, is, I think, is I have not. Read I mean, Scalped. Scalped is just one of the greatest things. I think I don't know. It's like it's like the Breaking Bad of comic books, really. It's just it's wonderful. But nice. OK, I should have uh, I should have read it, but I didn't. Parker Girls. Well, it's also really fucking sad. Mm, that like, might be it. It really did. Like it breaks your heart at the end of every like every arc. There's just something else that's like, oh my god. Oh, does it have to be this bleak? And it's like, well, yeah. It's a you know, the, yeah. the reservation's not great. You know, this shit is not awesome. So yeah, it's some sad shit. Uh, okay, uh, Terry Moore's Parker Girls number six is out. Planet Hulk World Breaker number five is out. Uh-huh. His hair's on fire on the cover. Yeah. Uh, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. We have the booster packs. Mm. Scarlet Finally. and Violet. Those seem really very adjacent to be two different True. Things. It's like pink and fuchsia. I mean, <laughs> I, that's what we're left with at this point. There have been so many goddamn Pokemon at this point. <laughs> we can't. What are we going to do? Move and taupe. Yes. <laughs> Uh, that would be if LL Bean made Pokemon. <laughs> no, then it would be like Sandpaper and <laughs> Periwinkle. Periwinkle and Taupe would definitely be two <laughs> of the colors. Uh, Punchline, the Gotham game, number six of six. This is the one where she punches people. She, uh, the Joker is in it. He's got no hair for some reason. He's got like a cue ball look going on, and it's funny. That when you take the hair off the Joker, he becomes basically not the Joker anymore. Like it's like it's such a signature part of his look that he basically just becomes yeah a mime, and it's weird. <laughs> um, that is weird. Yeah, Punchline uh, is not a is not a comic I I follow or enjoy. No, me either. Uh, we got Sabretooth and the Exiles number five. I believe it's the final issue of this series. Sounds right. They're doing weird, five issue things. <laughs> it's a real weird last page on this thing. This is, I mean, all of these Sabretooth or these last two Sabretooth miniseries have both been super weird, but also super good. So I don't know if yeah. you, if you're into, if they, you think you would be into this kind of thing, you're going to like it because it's a really good, it's for what it is. It is really well done. 
for me as a person who very very much does not enjoy current x-men comics uh nine times out of ten this is one that i think is good it's not a like bring it home but it's like a like when i it's it's one of the ones i pull like it's not like some of these like x of whatever's i'm just like yeah i'm not even gonna bother reading it i want to understand it yeah this one i'm like yeah that's cool plus i like uh the artist what's his name um Sabretooth. It's not Sabretooth. Uh, His name is... Laval, Kirk, or Burrito? Kirk, Leonard Kirk. He used to draw Supergirl when Peter David wrote it. Oh, cool. Yeah, he's good. I liked that run. Yeah, it's good. Oh, that's... I had... He was like, when Greg Land was like the shit, he was like the guy who kind of did Greg Land, but like didn't... Yeah, yeah. Like look like he was just tracing pictures. Yeah, that was right. I really liked that stuff. That's He's been around for years, working consistently. He's good. Interesting. Uh, Sandman Universe, Dead Boy Detectives, number four of six. Did you see who drew this one? No. As a guest artist, Javier, Fern- Javier uh, Hernandez. Nice. Hernandez? No. Rodriguez. Rodriguez. I'm sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I love his art. And um, that just gross. That fucking ghost is so gross. So, I can't. Like, I can't. So amazingly creepy. <laughs> I hate it. I love it. I hate it. it so much. I want like six of them hanging from my ceiling Dude, all day long. We are, we are different. <laughs> we are cut from a different uh, different cloth, oh my friend. Oh, my God. I do not They're like it. It is so, so fucking, fucking gross. Wonderful. Uh, it's uh, a little girl, but she's got holes in her that are filled with maggots. It's like, <laughs> yuck. Yeah. I don't like it. Good stuff. Sorry I just said yuck so loudly. <laughs> Somebody's killing these children. <laughs> Andy, something is killing the children. Oh, Andy. You gotta kill them in the bud. <laughs> um, so, something, that something, uh, monsters. Have they figured it out yet what it is that's killing them? Monsters. Oh, it is. Oh, yeah. Huh. They literally have a whole school that trains people to fight them. Oh. Yep. They have, a, I mean, read it. they have an entire house. I know it's very popular. For slaughter. Oh, the House of Slaughter. The House of Slaughter. Um, and we've got this is the one of the bigger surprises of the week. I'm really glad you made me read this. Uh, Star oh, yeah. Wars Jabba's Palace. <laughs> I don't know why I read it. It's so weird. I never read the Star Wars comics. I, yeah, but it's great. This is literally. I mean, this is this A is story that didn't need to be told. Hundred percent did not need to be told. But I'm glad it was told. Yeah, yeah it was cute. Uh, this is the story of the droid that was being tortured <laughs> in Jabba's palace and how he got there. Yes. I mean, it's... It's very specific. It's a very, like... It, you, take you, that, you know how it's going to end. Take that Patton Oswalt bit to its absolute end game. The, <laughs> you, you like Star Wars? Why You like Darth Vader? How cool he is? What about seeing him when he was a kid? <laughs> I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to see Darth Vader as a kid. I, I don't. Well, hey, you know how. You, what about him as a kid? <laughs> That's good. I right. heard that bit. I uh, like. So this is kind of it, but it's also awesome. Nice. And yeah, this was good. It was called Jabba's Palace or something. It's yes. Star Wars. It's called uh, Star Wars: Return of the Jedi, Jabba's Palace, Number One of One. Of one, yes. <laughs> There's not much story there. They can get it done in one issue. Yeah, yeah, That's uh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, no, I'm really glad I read it, and it it's it's kind of a weird, compelling little story of I, of palace intrigue in Jabba's palace. It's, it's pretty fun. It's it's fun how um you can use in in film um voice, but in comics, like there's certain tricks to like make you see 
a personality in a robot. Yes. Um, and and I think they do a pretty good, the artist, whoever it is on this, does a pretty good job of making you see like some kind of like soul in this little this little, True. little guy. Oh, absolutely. And Medibot or whatever it's called. It in in addition to being like so it, obviously it is pointless it's a it's a completely <laughs> like it's a completely superfluous story but at the same time i liked what it did to expand the concept of of droid sentience in the star wars universe because there there was a lot given to the intelligence and the sentience of this this creature that I don't think has been addressed in the Star Wars series heretofore. Mm. You know, like we're we like C3PO, but we're not a hundred percent sure that he's even sentient. Right. It's just he's made to be charming. He's AI. He's, made he's, be, AI. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> he's like, you know, kind of kind of made to do that. Mm. We don't know if that's just part of his programming as a translator is to be cutesy, you know, but in this, it's very clear that, you know, he has a concept of his, of his life and has desires beyond the page, which I think is really kind of cool. Yeah. And that's it. Uh, Star Wars, the high Republic the blade. Number four, Star Wars, the high Republic number seven, uh, star girl, the lost children. Number five. I like it. Yeah. I like it, man. I'm sorry. I like a I like a kid sidekick comic, and this is like there's literally the first page is just like 20 kid sidekicks. And you in don't a little, need to apologize to me. People absolutely love this book. I was just surprised because I didn't know that Star Girl had this kind of following. I think the TV show has some level of popularity. I, I watched it for a little while. It got a little CWE for me for a while. But I watched the, the first season of it. The the parts that weren't CWE were awesome. Yeah, I thought it was just basically the comic like there wasn't yeah. much different about it than from the comic yeah the, it, it got a little it added those justice society characters yep. as like side characters but like it was basically the plot of the first miniseries or the first you know i would guess it was an ongoing yep uh strange academy finals number five it was good i i read it it looks like it's ending uh one more uh, I believe. No, no, yeah, yeah. This isn't the yeah, final yeah. issue, but I, th- yeah, like I don't normally read this comic, but I was like, oh, it's ending. I'll see how it ends. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like that shitty person that's like, oh, it's getting canceled. I'll read it now. <laughs> I mean, I think this was this was meant to be a a, a six issue. Mini. It tells you about where Dor Doyle Dormammu like comes from, how he's Dormammu's kid, oh. uh, in a way that I thought was interesting. I was like, oh, that's where how that <laughs> how that that's how be. that happened. Yeah, because it didn't really make sense that Dormammu would like, like get together with like a human woman, <laughs> and then name his kid Doyle. <laughs> and then name his kid Doyle. Yeah, no, it's he's just a huge Misfits fan. Yes, I mean clearly the person who wrote the comic is. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> but I won't say what the origin is because it's a spoiler. Yeah, pretty if you cool. You follow Strange Academy, you 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 finally get the dirt, the skinny that dirt. Uh, we've got the trade paperback for Survival Street. Hmm. You you were following I, this. I followed it for a little bit, but I lost interest. Um, I liked it. Just was to the the. It needed to be bigger. The panels were so small, and the oh, writing was so small, and I was just like, I can't focus on this shit. Hmm. But it was it was cool. It's basically what if Sesame Street was in the apocalypse and they were bastards. <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, literally, it's <laughs> that's what it is. Oh, you're right. It's yeah. It's like the puppets of Sesame <laughs> Street are in a world where they interact with humans, but it's like not puppets. And yeah, it's like because it's an apocalypse, they're they have to learn to be tough. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was actually pretty pretty good. I would say. All right, Probably we got trade. we got some more uh, some more soundtracks, including Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles one, two, and three. What Does in it have separate ones? Ninja rap. Uh, part two has the ninja rap on it. Ninja, ninja, ninja rap. rap. Go ninja, go ninja, go, etc. Uh, and yes, and we also have so we have one copy of number one mm. because that sold out very fast. Oh wow! And we got allocated for that, so. These all have Kevin Eastman covers that are specific for the records. They're oh, cool. Really cool. They're nice. awesome. Uh, I mean, it's it's Waxwork Records. They always do an amazing job, yeah. no matter what super nerds think, because uh, I don't listen to them, and they're stupid. What are super nerds? Oh, God. Is that people like- Specifically like, people? Specifically super nerds who love like like uh, boutique records. Oh, uh. They're like, yeah, Waxwork is like the Walmart version of like a boutique record label. What? You know, they they hate it because they're being successful. It's yeah, weird. that sounds like they're a mad, like they're, they're grass is greener on right, the other yeah, side because yeah, yeah. I every wax works I've ever seen has been wicked. They're cool. just fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah. And I don't give a shit about that stuff. Yeah. I mean, I don't give a shit about like boutique. Yeah, or whatever. exactly. So to me, as a person who just thinks records are cool, I'm yeah. like, oh, look at this cool record. It's pretty great. They made comics with 45s. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they did, and badass. they're cool. Uh, Thor number 32 is out. It's good. He fights Doctor Doom. Yeah, I like this. Yeah, I, it was good. I think I'm. I think I'm really starting to dig this new. The, this new thing. Yeah. The only bummer about it for me, and it's not a huge bummer, is that Nick Klein, the artist, has been pulled because he's now the artist on Hulk. Because they finally got wise and were like, "Let's start yeah, Hulk up again," and they. Uh, so they're gonna relaunch Hulk. So he's off. Thor, uh, but they replaced him with the guy who did Jurassic League uh, for DC, uh, Gideon, who also it's did a... N- and it doesn't look like Jurassic League. No, 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 it doesn't. He's Which great. I really... For, Juan like, Gideon is his name. He's good. he was trying to keep consistency with Daniel Warren Johnson's style. Yeah. And it's not that fake Daniel Warren Johnson style that was in that book that didn't look great to me. No, this looks much better, he drastically d- better. Even. Yeah. He's just, a, he's a good artist though. I, yeah. I, um, I f- no, I think it was just holding him back that he was being slave to someone else's style. Yeah. I didn't hate it. Uh, I, th- th- I he, didn't he didn't draw it. the whole thing, but like that ultimately it was just kind of like, that's a series that was too long at six issues. <laughs> that is a hundred percent true. But he did a Captain Carrot story in a D, one of those one shot Dark Knights yep. uh, things that was like really, I, I really like. That was like the first thing I ever saw with his art, and I was like, I like this guy. I'm following him. Cool. If he Tim, does cool stuff. Tim Drake, Robin number seven. Yeah, <laughs> it's out. Uh, and we it's have more of like a personal issue. So yeah. it's like I just like it when they do superhero stuff. This, we have a big restock of Junjay Ito books in finally. Sure you it do. Has taken there are a lot of them. Fucking ever. But uh, we've got, you know, Uzumaki and Tomi and Smashed. And we also have the new thing, which is Tombs. Yes. So, and I have given this a pretty uh, reasonable flip, I would say. And yeah, it's... 
I would say that this is uh, on par with Uzumaki for freaky, uh, gross body horror stuff. There is one of the stories in this that is maybe one of his grossest concepts. I I think he really outdid himself with the Yuck. giant <laughs> human blob of jello from the bottom of the ocean story and I won't go into details so I don't spoil it but it is <laughs> fucking nuts um, okay unstoppable doom patrol number one ah man you know it you know it's gonna be like I this could be like the worst doom patrol comic ever and I'd be like <laughs> oh my god there's new doom patrol but it's it's right. really good it's yeah. drawn by Chris Burnham so the art is fantastic that's so exciting um and it's just basically like how do you kind of put your stamp on doom patrol where it's like still weird but like feels different like not like it's trying to like ape something else and and so far dc has been smart enough to like every time doom patrol comes back they they do it with like a kind of distinctive vision and i like this it's already been uh expanded to seven issues uh i read today uh oh, nice. due to reader interest which nice. is very cool but this is a definitely like a way more solid superhero take on doom patrol than what we've seen post Morrison um I mean obviously they're still always superheroes but like yeah yeah they're like fully like Batman's in this like if you were itching to see Chris Burnham draw Batman again he's in half this <laughs> issue um but there's some really great uh like I like it you know Batman is always now kind of like the the boss of DC yeah, yeah. and I like it when there's people that have that are creating comics that feature him where maybe like like so if i was like writing challenge of the unknown for instance <laughs> right um like and batman had to show up i'd make the challengers be like yeah fuck you batman like we've been around just as long as you and that's the kind of the take of these guys doom patrol towards batman when he shows up they're just kind of like yeah we're not really asking your opinion batman like you can go do your thing and we'll do our thing yeah, yeah. um but it's cool and there's um there's a new character beast girl nice uh, who has cool powers she can uh make um it's a cool design. Yeah, and she makes uh she she basically creates a fight or flight response in people. So she'll just basically like use her powers on people to just run away. Like they like <laughs> uh or she could make them really fight or whatever, I guess. But uh it's cool. And then there's like another new character that's in it and I don't know. It's kinda like it's it's still weird. Yeah. And they definitely I like that they did like Rita where like when she's like it, like in the show like when she's not confident her body starts to kind of like go yep. to shit like that's still kind of in there i still think oh she could, should still be i know they can't call her elastic girl because of impossibles or incredibles or yeah, whatever yeah. it is now but like which is dumb but um yeah i think elastic woman is a stupid superhero name but yeah. um whatever that's what it is and i, I love it and, and there's, there's a scratch off covers of it which is so good which is so frustrating because man i just want to scratch all those covers off oh yeah no it's definitely. so irritating that i just all i like look at those things and i'm like i, gotta, I really just want to find it nah i got one and i'm just i'm not gonna scratch it i just like i don't know i just like wanted to have one just because i think it's cool but like obviously you'd want to have like all the covers and scratch them off but like i just i can't i wouldn't know. want that i just want to scratch them off i don't care yeah i don't know it just just compulsive yeah is all it is i mean if if i just like if someone gave me a stack of them i'd do it but yeah, like yeah, i'm sure. not like if i'm i gotta pay a dollar extra no. for the thing like you know 
then destroy it. Yeah. Uh, Vampirelli, your one, number six, is out. There is uh, Venom, Lethal Protector 2, number one, is out this week. You can get that with the sweet Alex Ross Timeless cover. Mm. Uh, and you could also get it with the Peach Momoko Silver Sable cover. And Waller versus Wildstorm number one is out, which is a thing. Yeah, it's. Uh, I read good things about it online. Um, it looks interesting. I like the thing I like about it is that it's not like I thought it was going to be some kind of like continuity based. It's not. It's like its own thing. It's like set in the past. It's like Lois Lane is like narrating it, and it's like before Superman was around. Like. Deathstrokes in it like it's like team seven and a bunch of like weird like proto wildstorm stuff so it's really like much more like um like a miles like not my yeah, like yeah. wildstorm but um like if you're a fan of like the wildstorm comics like this would be cool because it's like the way they merge it is actually really smart and the art's good it's one of those big big black label books yeah it's it's a big weird shaped book yeah one of them uh all right let's see we got x-men unforgiven yeah it's like vampires nobody forgives them not even a little bit we get some some stuff about uh about jubilee and her vampireness and all that so that's Hmm. fun yeah uh if you like that that's what you get and uh that's it well we forgot to talk about black phoenix which deserves a special. Sure. Uh, it is absolutely my pick of the week. Uh, it is amazing comics. You've got a couple copies there. Um, Black Phoenix is uh, Rich Tommaso, who did Spy Seal and Dark Corridor, and uh, he did a Dick, Tra- Dick Tracy series not too 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 long ago as a writer, I think, or maybe maybe no, he drew it. Um, anyway, Black Phoenix is he does it all through Patreon and he self publishes it. So, um, it's, I actually follow it. I've read all of these comics or not, maybe not all of them. I think I actually think I have read all of these ones that are in this, but like how he's doing it as a, the way you get them is to join the Patreon and and contribute. And then you get a quarterly, like big, like magazine size, like self published thing that he does everything himself. It's amazing. Like the level of craft in it is like, next level but then now the floating world who's the same company that does um santos sisters and uh unsmooth a couple other good comics that uh that it's like an indie they've been around for for a long time um they're doing it as like um compendiums and it's all like newsprint pages and everything is themed so this one that you got this week is um like hard-boiled crime mystery themed but he does these like recreation ads that are um just it's amazing it's just absolutely amazing and it's for it's so much comics for 15 bucks it's an insane deal just super fun and just like to me like just the best like the best like this is 100 percent what i wish like every comic looked and felt like to some extent you know obviously i like things to be varied but um i cannot sing the praises of black phoenix enough and i'm so happy that you have it nice all right well that's it that's it for this week and uh i'll fix all those weirdnesses on the website (laughs) um and if you're interested there is a secret this week i think we're gonna actually put it up on the website but uh 
but we do have yet another half off sale on the website for interesting stuff. It is only available when you do orders online, so you have to go through the link. But I think we're going to do put it up on the big slider. But you should still subscribe to the newsletter in case we don't put it up on the slider. Uh, and each week it is a different long box of comics that we have somewhere on our our online website. And I'm just ch- like choosing them at random. Nice. And just it's just there's going to be like 80 comics that are half off. Nice. Randomly. So just half off cover price. Yeah. Like just. Back or, issues. I mean, and some of these are going to have like actual issues in them, so they're going to be half off like collector price too. Nice. And because sometimes the long box gets, it, like the tag gets added to trades and shit, there'll probably be trades in there sometimes. So huh. they'll just be half off some weird shit. Nice. So uh, yeah. So but you you'll be able to choose what comics you get at half oh, off. Oh yeah or you yeah just yeah. Like, yeah. It's okay. it's literally you just like. It you click on the link and it'll pull up all of the stuff that's in the sale, oh. and so that entire that entire box that we've listed is everything that's in there, is going to be up. So for half price, and then you price. once it's purchased, then it'll say like out of stock or whatever. Yeah, yeah, nice. Yep, that's cool. That's the deal. So once it's a week. Just, yeah, nice. Just, just trying to move some back stock. Yeah, um, and it's I don't know. I just thought it might be kind of fun. Might get some people to subscribe to the newsletter and whatnot. And that's kind of fun. Nice. So there you go. Because we don't really do sales. It's not really a thing that this store does. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, we'll do this. Yeah. It's kind of cool. That's cool. It's <laughs> unique to you. So you sign up to the newsletter by going to cocitycomics.com yes. and entering your email address. That is it. That's all it is. Nice. And we only send you one thing a week. It's just the newsletter. That's all. We don't cool. spam you with anything. We just do that. So Nice. If you don't mind getting one email a week from us, then that's a great place to go. I get so hey. many emails a week. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, uh, that's it. Follow us at Coast City Comics. Buy stuff from CoastCityComics.com. Follow Bob at Dollar Binge. And uh, we will see you next week with more comical books. Yes. Good night. Bye. Bye.